This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I'm Sam Knight. Joined by the one and only intern Nate. Hey. Hey. Broadcasting out of the hero of the working class and best looking member of DSA, Brandon Hinky Studios. Sam Knight had a late night last night. That's right. Washington Capitals won in double overtime. They're 1-0 since Barbara Bush died. Maybe that was it. Maybe that was the thing that's been holding back DC sports. You never know. You know, you, uh, you look for every little thing when you're in a dark place. Rest in power, Barbara. <laughs> bush, bush, bush. <laughs> Dead, dead, dead. <laughs> uh, did you have any good tweets about Barbara Bush dying, Nate? Uh, I didn't. I just. I thought of one. I just didn't tweet s- about you know. No cash, no hope, no Bush. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all Anyways. see that uh, Jeff Merkley is making waves? Said he's run. He he. Well, he didn't say he's running in 2020, of course, but. Seemed to leave it open in a uh, statement to the Hill. Looking to murk the field. Merkley. That's 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 your addition to this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Merk 2020. That's where your Patreon money's going, folks. <laughs> right there. To that joke. Uh, we've got a 420 show. Two days away. If you still want a ticket... You have two days left to get a ticket. Squareup.com slash store slash District Sentinel. We've really set up the newsroom in a cool way. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We've got a lot of of special things planned for the audience on Friday night. So uh, make sure you get your ticket. Squareup.com slash store slash District Sentinel. $42, but everything is included. Also, listeners, if you can't attend the 420 show, but want to be involved in it, call the rant line, leave a message, and we'll play it for the 420 show. Just preface it by saying this is for the 420 show or something like that, and we'll play it for our special weed holiday broadcast on Friday. That is going to come out on Monday or Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, one of those two days. Uh, if you want to listen to it, of course, you're going to have to be a Patreon subscriber, patreon.com slash district sentinel five bucks a month, gets you access to bonus content, like our live shows, video of our live shows. It also gets you a haiku read on the air, which we're about to do right now. This one is for Kyle standing poised, ready taking dead aim, and fire. Damn. I pissed on the seat. Thank you, Kyle. This is for Primus369. One day you'll see them in your nutritional store, Air Bud brand steroids. Thank you. Quite the image. Primus 369. Thank you to 
You got something more to add? Yeah, I'm just saying there, there's no rule in the book that says a dog can't take steroids. <laughs> you ever seen like that roided up kangaroo? Fuck it. It's a visual joke, I know, but like the roided up kangaroo. Imagine just a I learned the, Jose Canseco ass dog. I learned the other day that it's totally okay for dogs to drink Gatorade. So that's that. Thanks to all our new subscribers I, on uh, Patreon. I actually, I can't. I, I would advise you to not let the dog drink Gatorade. I, why? Sugar. It's, it's not chocolate. So what? A dog's not allowed to enjoy sugar every now and then? I just, I wouldn't. <laughs> Sometimes your dog's out there running around and wants to come in and uh, get those electrolytes what boosted. If the dog was dying and it was part of a dog make a wish foundation and it's last wish. I guess, yeah, in that case, sure. <laughs> Give the dog Gatorade. Give the dying dog Gatorade. <laughs> All right. Thanks to our new subscribers, patreon.com slash district sentinel. It's Wednesday, April eighteenth, twenty eighteen. Here's the news. <laughs> CIA Director Mike Pompeo's bid to be Secretary of State is in trouble, and it might have something to do with his secret flight to meet directly with Kim Jong-un, news that broke last night. Member of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee Bob Menendez came out on Wednesday saying he would oppose Pompeo when the committee votes on the nomination. Menendez stated that he, quote, does expect for someone who is the nominee to be Secretary of State when he speaks with committee leadership and is asked specific questions about North Korea to share some insights about such a visit. Now, just as an aside, there's a lot of reasons to oppose Pompeo's nomination, from his support of torture to his commitment to destroying the Iran deal to his bigotry. But meeting with Kim Jong-un is hella cool and actually the best thing Pompeo's done. So naturally, that's why Menendez opposes him. Still, it spells trouble for the nominee, who also has lost the support of Rand Paul, who opposed Pompeo's hawkishness. So Pompeo would need one Democrat on the committee to cross over in order to get approved. So far, none are willing. Even if Pompeo doesn't get out of committee, Republican leadership plans to bring his nomination up for a full vote in the Senate. There, too, he'll have some trouble considering that John McCain has cancer, can't vote right now, and Rand Paul still opposed to it. The Senate wants to make it easier for car dealers to get away with racial discrimination. Today, it passed a resolution repealing the 2013 CFPB guidance on indirect auto lending and compliance with fair lending laws. The measure was supported by every Republican present and typically Joe Manchin. Before the vote, Cory Booker spoke out against the proposal. He noted a study showing white couples with worse credit being offered better car loans than black couples with better credit. And he then shared a pretty intense personal anecdote. My family in the 1960s was a part of a similar situation. In this case, it was buying the home that I grew up in. In 1969, just one year after passage of the Fair Housing Act, when my parents were trying to find a home in New Jersey, they encountered an illegal practice known as real estate steering to try to keep black families like mine out of white neighborhoods. Their bids on homes were routinely rejected in favor of white couples. Eventually, my parents went to seek the help of a group of housing activists, volunteer lawyers, black folks, white folks, Christian folks, Jewish folks. They were all part of a group in New Jersey called the Fair Housing Council. Together, they set up a sting operation where my parents went in 
where they were told, uh, unfortunately, the house that they were looking at that they loved was no longer for sale. Then a volunteer white couple came right behind them and put an offer on the house, and it was accepted. Papers were drawn up, and then on the day of the closing, the white couple didn't show up. My dad did, and his lawyer. And the real estate agent knew what he was doing was illegal. So first, he didn't accept it. He actually got angry. He, in fact, got up and punched my dad's lawyer in the face and sicked a dog on my dad. A melee broke out, but by the end, he was pleading with my father not to move into the, into the neighborhood, saying crazy things like, your people won't be happy here. Damn. Yeah. It's uh, pretty wild. Another important aspect to this story, as previously noted, the attack on the five-year-old CFPB guidance is being brought under the Congressional Review Act, a law that's only supposed to apply to recently passed regulations. Here's Sherrod Brown yesterday describing the can of worms that could be opened if this resolution is upheld, noting the distinction between guidelines and regulations. The EPA issues guidelines today to ensure that corporate polluters aren't putting communities in danger by contaminating the air they breathe or the water they drink. States rely on federal guidance, the key word, so they can work with the federal government to provide health care to families and children. Workers rely on guidance from the Department of Labor to make sure they're getting fair pay in a safe workplace. But under the legislation before us today, those protections could be stripped away in the future. One by one by one. Every time somebody here wants to do a favor for their favorite special interest group, they can go down in Senator McConnell's office, probably pick up a ticket, because there's probably going to be a line about, with all the lobbyists going in and out, pick up a ticket to say, let's, which special interest group can I do a favor for today? And they'll find another one. I'll note that uh, Senator Brown did a nice job of acting this out while he was speaking on the Senate floor. Of, he's, he's running. Waiting in the line and taking tickets and stuff. <laughs> He's, did you say he's running, yeah, mate? That's a presidential <laughs> platform for everyone. <laughs> so this is something you've ranted a lot about on this show, Sam Sachs, which is the Congressional Review Act is uh, something that Republicans have used over and over again to gut regulations uh, under President Trump, while certain liberals say that Republicans are getting nothing done under Trump. Now this could be just fucking jacked on steroids if if this CRA is upheld with uh, guidances now under the microscope. President Trump's pick to head NASA moved forward in the Senate confirmation process thanks to principled Trump resistor Jeff Flake. In a 50 to 48 vote, the nomination of Jim Bridenstine was advanced, setting up a final vote on his confirmation later this week. Initially, Bridenstine, who is a climate change denier, and doesn't have the approval of any Democrats, was headed for defeat. Jeff Flake voted no, leaving it at a 49-49 to tie, and Mike Pence was in Florida, unable to break the tie. After a half hour of talking with GOP colleagues, Jeff Flake changed his vote then from no to yes, giving Trump a victory here. Bridenstine now looks likely to head the agency, which is involved in extensive research on climate change, despite him not believing in it. He was also a previous political surrogate for Ted Cruz, thus injecting some partisanship into an agency that has often existed beyond it. Finally, we've joked about the libs rioting if Bob Mueller is fired. Well, Pittsburgh is preparing for it. <laughs> Victor Joseph, commander of the city's Bureau of Police, sent out a memo warning, quote, 
There is a belief that President Trump will soon move to fire special prosecutor Mueller. This would result in a large protest within 24 hours of the firing. According to the local Pittsburgh CBS affiliate, the memo told detectives, quote, to begin wearing a full uniform and carrying riot gear in anticipation of massive protests. Pittsburgh police forecast demonstrations within 24 hours of Mueller's potential firing. I mean, I've never worked in government. I've never worked in law enforcement, so I don't know how they come up with these contingency plans. But the people that are most likely to be out on the streets in the event of a Mueller firing are like the least likely people ever to engage in a riot. The type of people that are going to like hug cops. Well, we'll see. So We'll see. <laughs> We'll see, man. Maybe maybe the rad libs are going to finally break rad um, in, if, if a Mueller firing happens, but I highly doubt it. We'd kind of rule. That is going to do it for the newscast today. Before we go, let's check out the listener rant line. Sam, Sam, Nate, hey, this is Mitch. I got a question for you. I hear a lot about Scott Pruitt and Mick Mulvaney. I just want to know, if you had the choice to exile one permanently from the United States, but only one, who would you choose? Thanks. Goddamn. Uh, those are hard question. Yeah, those are clearly my two, I don't know, now that John Bolton's in the administration and other people, but as far as like doing the most damage effectively, Mick Mulvaney and Scott Pruitt are high on the list. One and two, maybe. I would have to say, just based on the uh, recent headlines and uh, the high possibility that Pruitt might be forced out of his job, yeah. I would have to go with Mulvaney, just based on yeah. that alone. Yeah, that's a good point. The Pruitt thing might handle itself. Mulvaney has two roles that he's working at right now, fucking things up. Uh, I'd exile Mulvaney, too. Nate? Yeah. Fuck me. It's unanimous. <laughs> Hey, Sam. Hey, Sam. Hey, Nate. First time, a long time. Uh, you know, I have always wanted to call you guys, but I never really had a reason. But I got to say, with this worst uh, tweet tournament, I, I'm i really disappointed that um, my girl Hillary lost. I, I find it difficult to think of a more tactically tone-deaf tweet than um, expressing my brokenness in three emojis. And I... I don't know, the wealth of replies to, to that kind of uh, stupid tweet, uh, two fire emojis and a American flag, uh, all, all kinds of stuff. I, I just, I'm with her, man. I just, I can't, I can't understand why Hillary pantsuit poltergeist Clinton didn't, didn't win, just got canceled out again. So, um, I mean, a recount would be nice. Uh, but obviously don't expect that. Uh, clearly that doesn't seem to go her way. Um, anyway, I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't leave you guys with, uh, another rendition of the beautiful Kevin Smith tweet. And, um, to really set the tone, I think this is best read probably as a uh, sling blade because this tone, uh, tweet is really creepy. <clears throat> 10 years in, we bone like we're taking on each other with each other. Decade plus in her clip brown tight area still bones my dick. Mm. All right. Uh, I, I feel like I should add that uh, I had to write that out and uh, say it because I'm on my lunch break. And if you write out a really bad tweet, it really, like, 
puts all of those thoughts in your head and, and, and you kind of own them. And, uh, yeah, it's really disgusting. So I would suggest everybody try that at least once. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks for the call. And sorry that you own Kevin Smith's horny thoughts. I'm with you on that uh, Hillary Clinton tweet. I, I had it in my uh, final four. And um, it definitely was capable of winning it all. It's just that the voters have gone in a different direction. All right, one last call. Ten years in and we bone like we're cheating on each other with each other a decade plus and her clip brown taint area still pones my dick pones my dick it still pones my dick <laughs> That was beautiful. I think if these calls have proven anything, it's that the Kevin Smith tweet is actually a good, good tweet. tweet. <laughs> we'll see you next year for the 2019 Actually Good Tweet tournament, Kevin Smith. Oh, we've got a late call here from uh, Bernie. Cardi B is right. We've got to protect Social Security for all generations. <laughs> Thank you, Bernie. How do you turn this thing off? <laughs> All right. Thank you, Bernie. Thank you, Cardi B. That is the show. Call the rant line 202-684-6108. Sponsors include the Congressional Dish podcast hosted by Jen Briney. Find it at congressionaldish.com and other sponsorlevelnews.org. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or tune in by searching for District Sentinel Radio. Give us a review. Give us a rating. Tell your friends to listen. We're in D.C. so you don't have to be.